Summer is quickly approaching and we all want to have a good time. No one wants to be on a diet on their vacation, so how can we maintain our weight and weight loss while enjoying our summer? Well, that's a great question, AJ, and I have lots of answers. I'm going to help you understand more about how to avoid vacation weight gain because, you know, it's real easy to think that we're gaining weight on vacation just because we're eating and drinking too much. But actually, there's a lot more to it. So today, we're going to give you some strategies to help you plan for your next vacation so that you can enjoy yourself and not destroy yourself. My name's Emerson Lee. And I'm AJ, and you're listening to Ovia Weight Loss and Wellness. The problem with vacation is the internal conflict. You want to enjoy the vacation, eat all the foods, drink all the drinks, and not worry about it. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I mean, let's face it, gaining weight and reversing course doesn't feel so good, right? Unraveling all those healthy habits you established on vacation, you know, that's no good either. So let's change it all, okay? And you know what I like to say? I like to say that you can't change what you don't understand. So let's start by learning why vacations are so disruptive and destructive. And then I'm going to go ahead and help you learn how to build a vacation strategy so that you can enjoy yourself and not destroy yourself. Let's define what a vacation really is versus just any other day or weekend. Okay, well, vacation to me is really like a time to celebrate. You're off work, you get a break from the routine, and it's typically and obviously a lot longer than a weekend. And that's why a vacation is more of a disruption to your everyday routine. Because if you think about it, like, you know, for instance, if you're a kid going to a party like a sleepover, you know, that's where you're ending up just eating the junk food and the candy and you're staying up really late and you're throwing off your whole normal eating pattern and sleep pattern too. And now imagine, you know, what the next morning's like. (laughs) Oh, you're exhausted because you're probably watched the sunrise with your friends and you're feeling like crap because (laughs) all you existed on was gummy worms and popcorn for the last 12 hours. Oh, wow. I usually would need a whole day, all day Sunday, to just recoup from Saturday night slumber parties. That sounds about right. (laughs) So that's absolutely right. In fact, you know, and that's a short term one night interruption as an example, when the reality is vacation is more like four, seven, 10 days, and sometimes even up to two weeks of interruption. And so if you were to party hard every day, you know, of your vacation, then it's only normal for you to gain weight and totally sabotage your weight loss goals too. So That brings us to the first key point as to why we gain weight on vacation. The first contributing factor is time. And here's how that works. The average American is taking, on average, 17 days off every year for vacations and holidays. And that's why, obviously, it's a lot longer than that two-day weekend we were talking about. And the key point is the longer that you interrupt your established patterns, the more difficult it is for your body to recover. Right. So why is that? Well, that brings us nicely to the second contributing factor. It's your age. So the older that we get, the more difficult it is to rebound, recover, and return to baseline. And that's why you hear people come back from vacation and they're saying things like, gosh, I need a vacation from my vacation. (laughs) Which is why I could pull an all-nighter to sunrise when I was a kid, but probably couldn't pull that off now at 30. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's exactly right. And the third contributing factor is physiology. 
And that's the function of how your body works. And if we're going to simplify it, remember the baseline thing that I was talking about that your body wants to return to? Right. My all-day Sunday recovery. Yeah, that's right. Your body is basically wanting to work to maintain its normal balance and return to normal. And that's because the human body is a maintenance machine. So no matter what age, the body is always going to be constantly working to maintain the consistency in every system that it operates. Right. I remember you've said that before. You've mentioned all of our body systems and that our body is really just fighting to maintain the status quo. Like blood pressure and body temperature. Exactly. The body works to maintain consistency, stability, and balance. And that's exactly why the body operates and relies on predictable routines and structured patterns. So it can maintain all of these systems. Now, here's the key point. If you have too much interruption, then it becomes disruption. And in the case of our body weight, we know that our body weight depends on the effectiveness and the efficiency and the health of our metabolism and our digestive system. And this entire operation all depends on patterns, timing, and dosage, which is another way of saying amount. Okay, well, can you give me an example of this timing and dosage? Yeah, sure. So let's understand this, and I'll use a theme of sleep since we just talked about the sleepover, all right? So one to two nights where you're off your sleep schedule, you know, staying up later, getting up earlier, and maybe you're sleeping in a bed that's not as comfortable, and the accommodations, say the hotel and all that, it's not as familiar, then you're probably sleeping a little bit less, and that would be what I would call an interruption, okay? Now, the key difference here is what's the difference then between an interruption versus a disruption, and a disruption is more. Okay. It's a lot more. And here's what a disruption looks like. So a disruption would be five to seven days or more on a different sleeping schedule where you're sleeping less, you know, things like the bed might not be as familiar or comfortable and maybe the environment, like it's too noisy, too hot, too much light, whatever the problem might be, you're not sleeping as deeply. Okay. So you're not getting the amount of sleep that your body normally gets. And that's how the sleeping pattern gets disrupted. So this happens to me all the time when I change time zones. I never feel like I can acclimate until it's time to go home. Exactly. Well, in this case, I'm not just pointing to the time zone, okay? It's more strictly about the duration. So it's about the amount of time that you're spending in bed and sleeping. That's the pattern I'm specifically referring to, okay? It's the amount of that deep, restful, and restorative sleep that you get that's not enough. All right. Right. Make sense. Okay. Yeah. So the key, so the key point is that your body isn't getting what it needs and what it's used to. Okay. So what I hear you saying is if you don't get enough sleep for several days, that's when the interruption becomes a disruption. Exactly. So the duration is still limited though. You're not on vacation mode all the time. Right. You know, that's a good point. Well, the reason why the duration specifically matters is it doesn't take long for your body to form a new pattern. And your body it will always start to adjust. And this is because, again, your body is working to stabilize itself and adjust to the new sleeping pattern. And that's why it's easy to think that this is just a time zone thing when it really isn't. Because once this adjustment happens, right, it's more difficult when you get back home to readjust that sleeping schedule. And the reason why the disruption matters is because your body will always work to do three things. It always wants to adapt, acclimate, and adjust. 
Right. And like you were telling me in the first episode, our body weight is determined by physiology, which is like how our body functions. Exactly. Our metabolism is influenced by the things that we were talking about. Age, for example, right? The older we get, it's not as easy for us to restore the balance. And the second component is time. That's the other influence that can create a disruption to the patterns that the body wants to naturally maintain. So all of this is to say that too much time off on vacation or time away from your normal patterns and routines, all of it can easily get your metabolism and your body weight off track. So you don't want to completely destroy all of your patterns and routines. Exactly. And that's exactly why you need a vacation strategy. Right. So what's the plan? Okay. So you need to plan in advance which patterns and routines specifically that you want to interrupt. So you plan in advance what you want to maintain. Which routines and habits do you plan to maintain? And in the context of weight loss, I'm only referring to the patterns and routines that have a metabolic impact, okay? And we know that there are seven patterns and routines that impact your metabolism. Okay, you talk about those in our free mini course, How Weight Loss Works. That's where you highlight the seven patterns and routines. That's right. So if you're listening to this and you want a more detailed outline, you'll definitely want to head over to our website, oviawellness.com. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness.com and click on free course. You'll get the information that Emerson is talking about, the seven key mechanisms that impact your metabolism and ultimately impact your body weight. There are also a few other bonus videos included in that mini course, so be sure to check it out. Okay, so let's really get into the strategic part and plan. You know I'm a planner. Okay, so let's get into the how-to strategy. So let's do something really basic and straightforward. The way I look at this is the more that you can maintain what you do, the more likely your body will be able to maintain its weight too. All right, so how does this work? The I broke this down into two parts to make it simple. The first part of the plan is to plan pattern interruptions And the second half is to plan the number of exceptions and indulgences. So let's break it down and review the first part, pattern interruptions. Okay, so patterns matter. And we just finished talking about all that. And the goal is to maintain as many of your established patterns as possible to maintain your body metabolism and its function. Okay, so we just referred to the seven primary patterns that impact your metabolism and your body weight. So the first priority is to decide which patterns do I want to deliberately interrupt. Now, remember, we say the fewer the interruptions, the less disruption to your overall weight loss progress. So let's be really clear here. The goal is not perfection. I mean, the goal is to maintain your weight, okay, maintain as many of these patterns and minimize the number of disruptions. So you don't want to be reversing course and gain weight, right? Right. No one is perfect. We as humans are inherently flawed. So it's about trying to work in the right direction. Right. Absolutely. And let's face it, we eat for three reasons, okay? The first one is relief from hunger, stress, and emotions. The second one is routine. We eat because it's the time of day that we normally eat. So it's a habit and a routine. And the third reason why we all eat is reward. So we want that fun and that pleasure and the celebration. Right. And a vacation is absolutely a reward and celebration. 
Exactly. So I absolutely want to eat and I plan to eat, okay? And I don't want to worry or think so much about food. I do plan then to interrupt my regular eating pattern. So next then, I've made that choice, right? Now I'm going to pivot and I'm going to look at what patterns can I realistically maintain while I'm on vacation, all right? What do I want to continue to do? Okay, so let's just be clear. In the mini course that I have on our website, How Weight Loss Works, you do want to check that out because that's where I cover all of the nuances that you need to know about. But here's the general overview of the patterns that I like to keep, all right? The first one is sleep. And I think about this in the category of duration and time. So I'm looking to achieve seven to nine hours of sleep. And I, this really is important, right? And I'm not shy. So I'll call it a night when I'm tired, right? And I basically will just, you know, say, hey, listen, I'm going to bed. And that's because it's the time in bed that matters, right? You want to make sure you're getting enough sleep because the quality and time asleep really does matter. So that's the first point. The second thing that I plan to keep, you know, the pattern that I'm focused on is hydration. And I do this by stocking my room up with water, right? I'm bringing my own water bottle and I drink water throughout the day. So I'm drinking before every meal. I'm drinking water during a meal along with, you know, a nice cocktail or beverage, right? And let's face it, because I'm not just drinking the water on vacation and I'm drinking alcohol too, that's all the more reason why the hydration matters and you want to stick to hydration. And I know, AJ, you do this too when you're thinking about um, vacation time. You're focused on hydration as well, right? I, uh, I like to pack an empty water bottle before I go to the airport so that when I get through security, I have a container to fill up. Um, a lot of airports now have like the hydration station that's not just a drinking fountain, but where you can actually fill up a, a water bottle. So yeah, I like to do that. No, I think that is a great tip. And you pass that one on to me. And I think that that's working out well. Absolutely. So hydration is important. The third thing that I really focus on is maintaining my overnight fast. So I wait at least 12 hours between my last meal of the day and my first meal of the next day, which essentially means that I'm skipping breakfast, which I typically do at home anyway. So I'm waiting and I indulge for sure in the other two meals of the day. So I have a really nice big lunch or brunch and certainly I'm having dinner every day. And the next one that I'm focused on is exercise, all right? And exercise isn't just necessarily at a gym because let's face it, you're going to be traveling in all different locations and you're not always going to have access to something like that. So for me, that means I'm just bringing my tennis shoes along and I'm taking a walk, I'm taking the stairs, you know, at the very least, I'm planning on moving and getting my metabolism working by walking at least 10 minutes after every meal. And that's a great way to go ahead and get movement and activity in. And I would say the final thing that I'm doing is maintaining my mindfulness. And that helps me manage stress and emotions, which are other triggers for weight gain. And they can have a negative impact on your metabolism. And that's why you want to make sure that you maintain your mindfulness and you manage your stress and emotions. And so for me, that's 10 minutes approximately of, you know, mindful meditation every day. So you said you plan to interrupt your normal eating patterns. Can you explain more about that? Is that just how much you're eating or the type of food you're eating? Yeah, you know, I know it's going to be difficult to maintain the same nutritional eating pattern that I maintain at home. So I'm mostly referring to the foundational nutrients like the fiber, the protein, and the healthy fat. 
And I know like once I get to any restaurant, I can still, you know, have time to survey the menu and look for those items, the fiber, protein, and healthy fat. And, you know, recently I went to Cabo and I know, for example, that beans are really common and they're on most every menu. And I could always make them a part of most every meal. Most of the time I found pinto beans or black beans and they'd be a la carte, you know, on the menu or, you know, I could ask for them to be included and added to a taco or some nachos or even just served on the side because then I knew that I was still getting the two key nutrients, fiber and protein. Ooh, and guacamole. It's an easy add for healthy fiber and fat. Yes. So knowing that I had those elements, you know, the um, fiber and the protein and the fat, I could typically have beans and avocado either as an appetizer or part of my main meal. And then I could eat whatever I wanted and even how much I wanted. So, you know, that was all great. And I think what, you know, was truly working best for me was once I changed what I knew about how weight loss works, then it changed how I looked at the food too, okay? And that's why I started to think about all this food and vacation in terms of exceptions and indulgences. Can you clarify what's the difference between an exception and an indulgence? Okay, so I use the word exception to mean exceptional, all right? So by definition, exception means that it's out of the ordinary. So an exceptional food is something that you wouldn't normally eat. And exceptional also means outstanding. So it's a great word to describe food and drink because I'm going to make an exception and eat something that I normally wouldn't eat. And it's also going to be amazing or extraordinary. Okay, so how does that differ from an indulgence? Right, an indulgence refers more to the amount, okay? And by definition, indulgence means satisfaction. And it also means tolerant or willing to allow. Okay, so that's really the perfect word in the context of food and drink too. Because when I'm going to think about an indulgence, that means I'm thinking about the amount I'm going to be consuming. And I'm also thinking about the amount that my body's going to tolerate or allow. All right. Okay, so can you give me an example of that? Yeah, so, you know, um, I was on vacation in Italy, right? And I knew that they have amazing food all over Italy. And pasta specifically is something that I normally can't eat and maintain my body weight. So I know when I'm in Italy, I want to make that exception. I want to have exceptionally wonderful pasta. And now I need to determine, okay, how much, all right? How much and how often am I going to indulge in the pasta, right? How much pasta am I going to eat? And how often am I going to eat all this amazing pasta? And remember, the goal is to enjoy yourself and not destroy yourself. So let's be clear, you know, in this category too, I'm not ordering whole wheat pasta, okay? Remember, once the grain is made into a flour, it's not whole grain anymore. And that's why I'm enjoying regular pasta on vacation. I love that you don't try to force the whole wheat pasta. But really quick, while you're in Italy, how are you working in fiber, protein, and healthy fat? the way you did in Cabo. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Okay, so for fiber, uh, because that's my priority, I'm going to look for fiber in some fabulous veggies, right? They have grilled artichokes commonly or, you know, something like basil and dark 
green leafy vegetables in a starter salad, that's a great way to get that fiber first. Protein there, it's really a no-brainer. It's easy to find, you know, seafood or any type of meat. That's a great staple for uh, the protein. And healthy fat is so common there. The olive oil is where I get that. So you go into each restaurant knowing what you're looking for, a fiber-rich veggie and some yummy exceptions. Exactly. Okay. And it's not something you need to overcomplicate either, right? In fact, it's super easy because it's more about being aware, right? In the case of the pasta I was talking about, that fresh pasta, that's exceptional. All right. So you want to indulge in pasta, but you're not going to do it in more than one meal per day and like certainly not every meal. All right. And another way that I think about it and I plan in advance for the number of exceptional indulgences, you know, like dessert, for example, I plan for sugar. Okay. And I plan to have sugar for dessert. I'm not going to have it for breakfast and I'm not going to have it for any other meal. I really only have dessert that one time each day after dinner. Okay, but what about like gelato in Italy? Let's say you're walking along in the afternoon and you see some awesome ice cream. Like, will you have that? Yeah, I mean, you know what? <laughs> Let's be realistic, right? I absolutely will stop and have some fabulous ice cream, okay? I'm typically, you know, like I said, I'm going to save it for dessert for after dinner. But if I run across something like that, you know, you see something fabulous during the day, absolutely. So here's the way I look at this. I'm just going to have it in the afternoon. So that just means I'm not going to have dessert again that night. Okay. It's just once a day. Well, what about that time that we were in Spain together? There was that amazing brunch spot. We actually went back to it twice because it was so good. I loved their French toast and they had this awesome eggs Benedict. Isn't that funny how food is so unforgettable? I mean, you go on these vacations and there's stuff like that is just so delicious. It's so memorable. I mean, this is exactly why we're talking about exceptional food, right? Right. But that we shared three ways and that way we weren't only eating the French toast and we weren't overdoing it either. Exactly. Okay, so sharing some of those exceptions, especially when it comes to something sweet, it's a great way to not get on that runaway weight gain train. So how did the indulgences and exceptions work out while you were in Cabo? Okay, well, you know, in Cabo, <laughs> normally, um, I mean, I put this all towards alcohol in Cabo primarily, because normally I usually drink clear alcohol, which is, you know, vodka, and I'll mix it with some sparkling unsweetened water. And then I usually flavor it myself with fresh lemon or lime. Okay. But in Cabo, <laughs> I applied the exceptional indulgence plan to alcohol because I love, love, love like the pina coladas, the margaritas, and all the fruity flavors, you know, that you can get poolside with alcohol, right? So I planned in advance. All right. And I told myself one exceptional specialty cocktail a day, right? I'd indulge in one. And if I made an exception to my exceptional rule, which, you know, I tend to do if I'm drinking alcohol, right? You get going and you think, oh, I just want to make an additional exception and maybe I'll have two fun drinks. I'd have one at the pool, let's say, you know, during the day. And then if I wanted to have another one, I'd spread it out. Okay, so I'd have the other exceptional drink like a margarita later at dinner. All right, so usually... I worked it to where I had two specialty cocktails in one day, but I wasn't doing that every day, 
All right. So I was thinking about two things. I was thinking about the timing, spreading them apart, and just not doing an exceptional exception and doubling up more than once a day. All right. So that's kind of the general rule of how I, you know, manage the exceptions and the indulgences. And that's how they, you know, work for me. All right. So you're going on vacation. You're likely going to go to a place that you're excited to explore, especially the food. So make sure that it's essentially worth it really exceptional and special. Absolutely. that You've got it, right, AJ? And you know what? I think, you know, I want to make sure I mention in each of these vacation instances, I mean, we gave some examples, Cabo, Italy, Spain, I was able to go ahead and maintain my weight and really not gain. I mean, the most I gained was one pound, and that's because I came right home and I weighed myself the next day immediately. And I was able to maintain a lot of those great patterns and routines we talked about. All right. So let's wrap it on up. Okay. Okay, so I hope you'll be able to use these tips and rethink how you vacation. It's not about going crazy like a kid at a slumber party, staying up all night, eating junk food and drinking sugar and destroying yourself. Exactly. The best strategy for vacation is to minimize your pattern interruptions, maintain patterns as many as you can, right? Like sleep, exercise, hydration and plan for exceptional indulgences and then you can enjoy yourself and not destroy yourself. If you want more information, join our membership program at oviawellness.com. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness.com. That's where we have more than 65 videos that we've created specifically on topics just like this, vacations, holidays, and so many more. You can also find out more by following us on social media at Ovia Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. It's my goal to help you change what you know about weight loss so that you can change what you do and change your body too. That's it for today. I really want to help you lose the weight and keep it off too. Thanks for listening. My name's Emerson Lee. And I'm AJ. And if you like what you heard, be sure to follow us or subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And please leave us a review because it helps other people find us too.